Hello everyone. In today's episode number 14 in our multi-part series involving a thorough consideration of the 18th chapter of the book of the Revelation, we are going to consider some of the so-called parachurch organizations, along with the so-called Baptecostals and Pentecostals. The churches themselves are bad enough, but what are we to make of them? How do they contribute to the image of America the beautiful as a God-fearing, Christ-honoring people? Or, put another way, do they polish the image of God in the eyes of a watching world, or, do they simply augment the damage done by the churches? What is God's most probable outlook toward today's widespread Christian radio, television, and now, internet programs? Join us as we look them over here in the Bible Prophecy Masterclass, in which we will continue our study from the book Judgment Day, Volume 1. Prelude to Armageddon, Part 1. The United States of America in Bible Prophecy. A book authored and published by Mr. Alvin Mitchell. I am Carol, and, I will be your host. Parachurch organizations, anti-God? Anti-Christ? Based upon one's own personal experiences in churches, black and white, coupled with the experiences and observations of other great preachers, teachers, past and present, all across the U.S., how can one then conclude as but that what we have here is a nation of churches not only out of touch with its Savior, but, is equally, perhaps unwittingly, to some extent, out of his favor? Many of these today are large and prosperous beyond the average ancient preacher, pastor's wildest dreams. Unthinkable? Remember that, by highlighting the seven churches of the Revelation in around 96 AD, and by singling out only two of the weakest and most obscure of that seven as faithful and therefore worthy of his notice, Christ our Lord basically blew off nearly 75% of the early churches, including the wealthiest and best educated of them, threatening them, warning them as ones being in grave danger of losing a salvation for which he had given his own life and, of the five forming the 75%, two were actually guilty of doing everything right. Up to a point, they were actually engaged in a kind of unholy alliance such that they effectively were subject to two masters and unacceptable practice in the Lord's economy. The epistles, written as corrective measures, not evangelism tools, also confirm that virtually all the early churches were in serious trouble, within a short period following the Lord's resurrection and ascension. Christian Media as if all the aforementioned were not bad enough, there is the matter of the so-called parachurch ministries, particularly those operating under the umbrellas of the Christian broadcast mediums of radio and television. While Satan appears not only to be fully in charge of and in control of the two major television networks, he has more recently, as of about 10 years or so ago, at April 22, 06, launched and introduced his latest successful attack on biblical Christianity in the form of a campaign dubbed the K-Love Broadcast Association, begun in 1982, somewhere in California. Please note that while the attack is on biblical Christianity, as well as the traditional American-styled brand, truthfully, Christianity as practiced by Americans might itself easily be construed as a running, ongoing satanic attack upon the biblical. Positive and uplifting, they say of themselves, encouraging. In the name of God, this organization appears to have bought out and or taken over Christian radio stations from coast to coast. Even worse, unconfirmed reports have it that TBN now owns K-Love. Hence, the post they occupy is no small matter in the eyes of the Almighty. 
They are poised to affect the minds and very subtly poison the hearts of multitudes of people all over this country. Most conspicuous by its absence to anyone who has ever enjoyed the blessing of good Christian radio programming and once a staple of at least some of these stations, the negativity of good solid Bible teaching has been abolished from the airwaves wherever they hold sway. This is very much true as well of Christian publications like Christianity Today and Discipleship Journal. It is next to impossible to submit any real Bible teaching for publishing in these and similar magazines, though all profess to exist to help Christians grow in Christ. This begs the question, which Christ do they have in mind, given that obviously, Christ-less, God-less religion is their preference? See and consider 2 Timothy 2:15, 3:16, Psalm chapter 119 verses 104, 105, 130. That fact plays much to the delight of certain of their Christian listeners, some of whom have been waiting for this sort of programming for years, in addition to the silencing of the voices and talents of the creative and gifted musicians of the past, not in keeping with the K-Love agenda, none have been bred to replace them in the present, the future does not look promising. Having apparently sensed this strong longing for some time, and, having sensed that the time was ripe and right to capitalize, seizing the moment, they structured their being and programming so as to feast off of what appears to be widespread popular demand among broad bands of professing Christians to be rid of God, on his terms i.e., on biblical terms having ceded to themselves the right to set standards and such. It would have been one thing if this giant network had aimed to do away with what they knew to be offensive in the way of Christian radio broadcast ministry, substituting and serving the public with a daily rationing and feeding of a correct brand of the whole Word of God but, oh woe be gone, nothing of the sort is offered. Yet, somehow, to whatever degree, ostensibly, this group has as its goal, the changing of the world, and leading people to the Lord. All of which, again, begs the question, what do they mean, and how do they expect to change the world, or lead people to the Lord, knowing that, faith, comes by hearing, the spoken word of God, and hearing comes from the teaching and preaching of the word, the Bible. How can people hear where there is no quantifiable, substantive preaching, teaching ministry, in any given 24-hour period, 24-7, 365 days per year, at K-Love? The gospel message was not designed to be palatable to every ear and heart, and there is no way one can win or strengthen hungry souls, so as to grow a strong body of Christ, through the proclamation of this type of watered-down, sugar-coated Christianity. Moreover, neither Jesus nor his apostles were always positive in the sense of being, or preaching and teaching that which was pleasing or desirable, though even in their negativity, in the sense of their willingness to preach unpopular messages, to the point of stepping on toes and hurting feelings, they were always, without fail, encouraging, changing, the world has never been a Christian objective. Winning souls out of a world bound for a God-ordained, hellish destruction, Maturing them so as to contribute to the winning and saving of more souls, from that destruction, was, should be and is the Christian's primary goal. To those who were religious, but not right with God, or who simply could not stomach the meatier, weightier matters of the things of God, they were always offensive. Hence, there is absolutely no expectation anywhere in Scripture such that every saint should or will be uplifted by the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. In fact, just the opposite is anticipated, as many will be turned off, and put down, 
when they see what is demanded of them as followers of the Christ. 2 Timothy 4, 1-4 Thus, anyone, including K. Love and the like, claiming to be Christ-like without this kind of attitude, determination and dedication, is at once a liar and a fraud. Knowing the emphasis that God places upon the proclamation and teaching of a pure, unadulterated word and the gospel, one understands then, does he not, that there is no way the God of all heaven could be delighted with this effort which, by its very actions, directly or indirectly, casts a dim light upon the holiest of books, the teaching of which is not an option, especially for a ministry having the visibility, high profile and reach that K. Love does, but an absolute must. All that is in addition to the creation of a suggestion that all the great hymns and music of the boomer years, which clearly and creatively glorified the Lord of all glory, are not worthy of remembrance. Obviously, their preference is to give deference to the young and unseasoned, to the exclusion of the older well-worn, tried and tested servants of the Lord contrary to the will of God as illustrated under the Old Testament law. There is no chance that he will reap a harvest of souls based upon the work of this radio-TV conglomerate, as it is the duty of every minister, ministry to see to it that all new converts are encouraged, as newborn babes. To seek the sincere milk of the whole word of God, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 2. They cannot be stagnant, going in circles, covering again and again the same basic truths of the faith, as is the general practice of the church today. Hebrews chapter 5, and the followers of K. Love. Furthermore, the effect of the K. Love agenda is not limited to their own fold, as it is seen as well in the impact had on other historically good radio stations, those having managed to escape the clutches of the K. Love machine. These, or at least some, have been forced to change their programming, de-emphasizing publicly broadcast Bible teaching to give greater deference to music programs featuring a plethora of, dare we say, comparatively talentless musicians who are in some instances a virtual cause for weeping akin to that of the Old Testament Jews. They, having returned to the land of Palestine after the Babylonian captivity, wept when they remembered the splendor of the old, Solomonic, temple, in light of the restoration they had set up to replace it. Furthermore, he who, per his own will and determination, has only scant knowledge and understanding of the Word of God having refused to submit himself to its, his, authority generally has no reason or basis for singing praises to him, of which he is bound to honor or take notice. That which is the, lesser, preaching in song, while refusing to submit to a whole study of the Bible, is certainly not an effective substitute for that which is the greater, wholesome teaching and preaching based squarely upon the careful study, exegesis and exposition of the Bible. Christian schools adding to the fire and making matters worse. Christian schools like Colorado Christian University former owner of the Denver area station, a great station when they had it, taken over by K. Love does, or did early on, portray itself as a partner with this spiritual, spiritless, nationwide Christian, ostensibly, broadcasting monstrosity, which has made it a point and a practice to silence the voice of God in his own name. Sound like maybe a functionary of the so-called emergent church movement? Herein then lies cause for pause. For whose glory are they out to make a difference, changing the world, the word and voice of the living God having been shut down by their own broadcast outlets? What kind of changes and differences do they wish to affect? The status of women, the freedom of slaves, the demise, temporary silencing, 
of slavery's sister evil and Jim Crow, education extended to the masses, freedom to think and act, within reason, independently, the former sanctity of the Sabbath, morality in general, the government system of this nation, etc. Are all examples and evidences of what can be accomplished where the Bible is taught, the presence and practice of other socially debilitating evils, notwithstanding. K. Love, in and of itself, cannot make a difference in the name of the Lord, without me, you can do nothing, Jesus assured his apostles. Furthermore, where you have no Bible teaching, you therefore have no biblical Christ. See John, 15, 1-8. How then will they make this different, and for whose honor, if not the devil's, certainly not the Lord's, all under the guise of doing service to God? See sidebar, K. Love Bible Teaching Disallowed. P. 127. Pentecostalism in Media TBN and Daystar, and now Sun Life Broadcasting. Rounding out the religious but godless fervor in America, this triumvirate of money-guzzling institutions forms what might be termed the serpent's paradise. Being the apex religious television outlets that they are TBN and Daystar, and, as of 2013, we can now add Jimmy Swaggart's family-run Sun Life Broadcasting clearly, their chief purpose in life to make merchandise of that name, more so than to win souls for the cause of Christ. We'll have more to say on that hell-bound bunch later. For now, need to do more research on them. While these networks do cleverly weave certain biblical themes into their schemes, and while much could be said about them that is good, it is no less true that a little bit of right cannot dispel or cover all that is wrong with the church's or church organization's activities, in God's eyes, it must be noted that there is some fairly good, theologically sound programming aired, Relatively speaking to this even the Lord himself would attest, just as in his dealings with the churches of the epistles, and the roughly 75% of the revelation, he would never overlook, nor would he ever advise overlooking their glaring and spiritually harmful faults, however. Remember and consider Pergamos and Thyatira. Unofficially, absent the benefit of any official tally, it almost appears sometimes that, some high percentage of each network's effort and energy is directed at propagation of programming featuring, not Christ and Him crucified, but, emphasis on a prosperity gospel that touts and highlights, miracles, and, seed faith, preaching. All of the theological shenanigans appear to be aimed at a preparation of the misguided and misinformed foolish, among saints and pseudo-saints, setting them up for easy fleecing. In so doing, they induce and encourage people to give their hard-earned money, so as, in turn, to induce or provoke a kind of cosmic sugar daddy to give back to them bartering with God, giving financially and buying financial favors from him, in order to get greater financial gain. Christians are in control of God, they teach. That seems to be the driving force behind all their thoughts and activities. Lying Wonder, Chief Theological Charlatan and TBN regular Dr. Jesse DePlantis even went so far as to admit that, wealth gained in this type of an endeavor comes from what appears to be some sort of an elaborate, religious pyramid scheme, 100 people giving $1 million, said he, equals $100 million. This is how all those others giving and looking to be blessed receive their blessing, he said. In so many words, these ministries do not generate revenue, return on their investments, ROI, by selling worthwhile products and services, 
or by making worthwhile investments beyond the shenanigans engineered specifically to dupe unsuspecting Christians into giving, and giving, for them, the real cash cows. In the end, only the scoundrels at the top ever see any significant gain all in the name of the Lord. God will do anything you believe that you live by your giving, to ministries like TBN, Mr. DePlantis shouted during his share of the Sunday, April 23, 06, 6.18 a.m., TBN fundraiser, or, telethon, one believes it was called. God owns nothing on earth, per Psalm chapter 116, he gave it all to man, keeping only the heavens for himself, Mr. DePlantis continued, louding at one point, his status as a millionaire. One could not find this passage in Psalm chapter 116. Rod Parsley later boasted about the fine buildings constructed as part of the DePlantis empire, his several airplanes, as well as the $56 million he himself raked in shortly after joining the TBN religious hucksters. These and similar types of false doctrine were spread by the likes of Paula White, the McClintock Ministries, and others during the weekend and week of 04, 16-23, This type of stuff is typical of their ministries all year long, being holiness people or Pentecostals. Moreover, these latter-day sophisticated witch doctors and snake oil healers have set themselves on a course that is, whatever the appearance, ultimately diametrically opposed to both the Word and will of God the Father. In the midst of whatever they do that is good and right, there is the presentation of an image of God that is perfidious and inaccurate. These false teachings and these false images are what is being presented all around the world, 24-7, even as we speak. All this is done to the dismay both of the Father and of the Son. Relentlessly, without shame, they twist and pervert the Word of God, forcing it to say and teach things God never intended, for their own financial benefit. Theirs is not the God and Christ of Holy Scripture, although the Bible is the source book, upon which they base their lying schemes. Nevertheless, theirs is the view, maybe even the only view that many aspiring Christians around the world will ever see, brewed and shipped daily from within the shores of America. The Bapticostal. Adding to the Pentecostal theological and spiritual malady is a new phenomenon known as the Bapticostal. One thought it was a joke, the first time he heard its mention last spring, of 2008, in a large Phoenix-area Baptist church. First institutional, pastor, Dr. Warren Stewart. These are traditionally Baptist churches that, apparently enamored by the financial successes and excesses of the televised and widely circulated Pentecostal movement, have decided to follow the money. Thus, they have begun to apply and practice some aspects of Pentecostal ritualism in their services, thereby in reality trading in or transitioning from one spiritually dead condition for another, kind of like, out of the frying pan, into the fire, or vice versa. Christians of the world beware. Be very wary of the American shepherds and pastorates, which minister and attempt to do service to God, having one foot in the church, looking good on the surface, while the other foot, their hearts and souls, are in hell itself. Pentecostal Teachings All right, my friends, that will conclude this portion of the Bible Prophecy Masterclass. Glad you could join us and we hope and pray that you will consider tuning in next time for episode number 15.
when we will continue with part 2 of this teaching on parachurch ministries by taking a look at some of the actual errant doctrines of demons and heretical teachings fed to the world in the name of God. Until we come together again, take care and may God bless you.